They're huge. <laughs> And welcome everybody to beer, bourbon, and balderdash. Balderdash. Hey, Johnny's in the house. Yes, it is he. So it's uh, so good to have you back here. Mm. This is how we used to do it, old school style. That's right, face to face. I know. We'd get really trashed, and then we'd go get trashed some more. Couple fat kids in the basement uh-huh. sneaking booze That's from their parents' right. liquor cabinet. That's right. So, uh, Johnny, how was your flight and everything? Uh, flight was good. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, I got upgraded. Comfort plus. Comfort Plus. Comfort Plus. Not first class, just yeah. Comfort Plus. I got to sit right next to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> comfort. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> I was, when I got upgraded, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I originally upgraded to a middle seat and it was like, oh, it's not so bad. Uh, and then an aisle seat opened up. And so I switched. It's like, that'll be better. And then I realized it was right next to the toilet. <laughs> and before I could switch back, they had already upgraded to all the other seats and I was just stuck by the toilet. Turns out it wasn't so bad. A shitty seat, but not the shitty seat. Yeah. I did get all the drinks <laughs> I could I could handle. So I I I think I I drank too much in the plane last night. Did you? Yeah, for sure. Oh. About halfway through I passed out. Oh. Not from being drunk. Uh-huh. I just was like really tired. Yeah. And the smoke is bothering you. They don't obviously have fires yeah. uh, over there. So that's Yeah, I'm a little bit hoarse and I keep Getting the, I'm sorry, I'm clearing my throat quite a bit, but yeah. I'll try to keep it to a minimum. I oh, took some okay. drugs before well, that's good. we came, so I think I need some alcohol to help really get Yeah, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and do that. Now, um, I'm providing the uh, beer and the bourbon tonight. Yeah, this is an exciting one. Yeah. I love it. So this is from the road trip that Nathan and I took. Uh, this is the Koto Brewing Company Swollen Ego Blonde. <laughs> Swollen, and this is uh, from uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. No, I like Twin Falls. I did too. I like Twin Falls and I liked Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls is pretty. Yeah. All of it's just amazing. Yeah. It's an interesting landscape that people don't typically go through because you can't, like when people are traveling or thinking of places to travel, they don't, like you have to be driving somewhere else to actually go through those areas. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like never a destination unless you're from Idaho. Yeah. But it should be. There's some cool spaces down there. So I'm glad you went. Yeah, me too. There you go. Uh, This is uh, 16 fluid ounces, 6.2%. It's a pretty big blonde. Mm -hmm. Um, It says it's a modern take on a classic. You're about to feel really good about yourself, as you should, because this is the hottest blonde you'll ever land. (laughs) And it says it's not you, it's us. (laughs) That's pretty funny, considering that both our wives are brunettes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not wrong. Yeah. No, blondes, man. Blondes. Troublemakers. Troublemakers. Talking to you, Anna, if you're listening. You're not. (laughs) Maybe you'll listen later. (laughs) Maybe you're like, this is the one I'll check out. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, they talked about me. I feel special. Smells good. Mm, Smells nice. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. That's sweet. Yeah. Not yummy. Mm -hmm. Sweet and grainy. So I got this one uh, because I wasn't the only one that was partaking on the trip. Mm. And uh, the other person um, wouldn't uh, like the other kind of stuff that I like. So I had to get stuff that was drinkable for them. You're talking about cocaine? Yep. Uh, So this also (laughs) says this is a crushably soft West Coast blonde. 
with hints of apricot and Meyer lemon, which Ooh. is probably why you had the fruity taste in it. The hops are Idaho mm. 7 oh, yeah. and Mosaic, which gives kiwi key lime notes and a bright hop. And the IBU on this is 34. 34. Um, I don't remember going to this um, particular brewing company. Nope, I did. We did. We did. I know exactly where this is at. <laughs> we went to a lot of breweries. So that's that's why I'm saying that. Because what we do is we get into a town and then our hotel wouldn't be ready mm-hmm. or our Airbnb wouldn't be ready. So I was like, let's go to a brewery because that's a good place to... For me to get a beer, for us to have a snack, we didn't want a full-on meal, and then we'd play cards or dominoes or something like that. Yeah, pass the time, and breweries are okay with that. Yep. If I did it at you know at a restaurant, they'd probably go, uh, "You're playing cards at a restaurant, sir," but at a brewery, they're fine. They're like, "Yeah, just sit here and drink." And I did a flight of these at this Koto Brewing. I remember exactly what street this is on and everything. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming back to me. And uh, the waitresses were really cute, but when I asked them. Which one would you recommend? Oh, I don't drink. Hmm. They're all Mormon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, and Nathan goes, they don't drink at a bar. I said, Mormon. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I said, we're in southern Idaho. Yeah, big Mormon population. Yeah, close to Utah. See, it's really funny to me. Like, to me, it's a little hypocritical, mm-hmm. right? Like you say, I don't drink. Drinking's bad. It's wrong. But you're willing to serve people. Those yeah. drinks. Yeah. You're propagating the thing that you're telling everybody else is wrong. You know, it's like, um, you'll see if, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the grain silos down there have Budweiser logos on them. And um, when I talked to my mom about it, I was like, doesn't it seem like, like a lot of those farmers are Mormon and they're making barley. Yeah. For beer. making grain for beer. And you know, they are because there's a big poster, sponsor, sponsor oh, yeah. on their grain silos. So you know, they're getting paid for that. So they're taking money from an industry that you say is wrong. Yeah. How is that? How is that okay? And she's like, "Well, they're not making the beer." I'm like, yeah, but that's like saying the poppy farmer's not making the opium. Yep, they're still making it for a very specific purpose. Sure, they're like, selling it to someone who's making the opium. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it just seems. I, I just I never really understood it, and I'm not I'm not even against it. I just think it's it's hypocritical. Yeah, especially if people are like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I agree with you one hundred percent. Uh, you know, we had, uh, we had some Mormon neighbors that lived down the street and it was kind of the same thing. You know, they, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't mind if you went over to their house, um, you know, if they had Coca-Cola, but it wasn't for them. It was for people who came over friends, which seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, it goes back. This is always, I think we've probably even talked about some podcast before, but my grandpa actually had a really good take on it. Um, they, the, the part of the Book of Mormon that has that 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 um, has that guidance it, it's called the Words of Wisdom, and um, essentially the way it's taught is like you're not supposed to have caffeine. It actually says hot drinks, um, um, but at a like high level, it's really about things that you can be addicted to. And so, uh, my grandpa, when he started getting tremors, he was like he didn't like taking medication. He like was had a very clean body. He didn't like go straight to drugs when he like, he, if he got a headache, he would need like half an aspirin. And that was plenty. Um, and he went to the doctor just to find out about tremors and like, well, we could medicate you or if you don't want to do that. You could, when they get, um, bad, you could just do a shot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and the why I bring that up is because the, the conversation was started because I saw a bottle of vodka in my grandpa's cabinet. And I asked him, I was like, why do you have alcohol? And so we started talking about the words of wisdom and, and he was like, you have to think of it from the standpoint of like group speak yes. and like directive. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're talking about addiction, it's, it's much easier just to say none at all yep. than it is to say, know your limits and within reason, you know, it's like, like there are people that don't have any self-control at all. And so if you give yeah. them a little, they'll go off the deep end. Sure. So it's just easier across yeah. the board to tell everybody yep. it's black and white. Yep. Yes and no. And so he's like, and in this case, he's not drinking to get drunk. He's he's drinking as medicine. He's taking something that was prescribed by a doctor. Sure. So it's like just like any other medication, you take too much of it, it can be bad for you. But yeah. if it's prescribed and used in the right way, it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to Christian churches out and they were exactly the same way. That's mm-hmm. how they treated alcohol. The pastor would say, you know. I, this is a dry church, you know, and, you know, so we even when we take communion, it's not wine, it's juice. They do that at Trinity, Dan. I've been going to Trinity up on um, 35th mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's just juice, but whatever. Um, Cause there's probably people that have addictive personalities. Um, I've had pastors that are past addicts, so they won't touch anything. And then they ask the church not to touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just their prerogative. If you're going to be in ministry, you can't drink, um, stuff like that. So, um, but when even when I was a youth pastor, the the pastor of that church, he didn't have that rule. Uh, but because I was with teenagers all the time, I just chose to mm-hmm. not do that all the time, like or as much as I'm doing now because I don't have that responsibility. So, because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be a good role model for them during that time and just be like, hey, no, I'm just, I'm not going to get stupid. I'm not going to do stupid things. I'm not going to hurt the church and or mm-hmm. my witness and stuff like that. And I'm still that way. I just, I don't want to hurt my witness, who I am and stuff like that. I know we got little fruity flies in here because uh, the beer's open. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they came over. They smell the sweet beer. Sorry about that. That's all right. I'll get it one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for our bourbon tonight, Woo-hoo. Uh, this is Coulter's Run Whiskey. Um, this is from the Grand Teton Distillery. Big Tits Distilling. That's company. right. Uh, there is a story here, um, and it says, uh, this is about John Coulter, who this bourbon is named after. It says, after his time as a scout with the Lewis and Clark Expedition, John Coulter extensively explored what is now Yellowstone National Park and the Teton Mountains. In 1809, a Blackfoot hunting party seized Coulter along with his partner who fought back and met a brutal demise. They stripped Coulter bare and ordered him to run. Then the young braves, with spear in hand, laid chase. After five miles, Coulter lost all of his hunters but one. Exhausted, Coulter spun around and roared, startling his attacker who fell and broke his spear. Coulter grabbed the spearhead and they struggled, but Coulter prevailed. He then dove into the river and hid in a beaver lodge to escape capture. Emerging only at night, he walked for 11 days to a fort on the Little Bighorn. In the Western spirit of adventure, we proudly present Coulter's Run Bourbon. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> yep. So that's... Uh, and that's the story that he told everybody about yeah, why I, he was lost Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is distilled in... In aged and bottled by Grand Teton Distillery, Driggs, Idaho. Uh, this is like uh, this was like one of the last stops before we went over the pass into Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of 
a cool place. So um, I think it's in Driggs where you turn left off the highway to go up into. Uh, there's a uh, ski resort there called Grand Targhee, and okay. it's right at the base of the Grand Tetons. Yeah, it's like a place where people go in the summertime to hike there. They'll take the the lift up to the top and then hike up. Sure. There. Yeah. I, yeah, in Joseph they do that too. In yeah. Joseph Oregon, they do that at. Um, uh, I think it's Mount Hood. They have one, and they call it the latte climb. Oh, the Be- latte. Yeah, because you stop at the bottom, get a latte, latte? take a lift up, and then it's, like when, by the time you get to the top, it's like a three mile hike. Nice. Ooh, I love it. Uh, so I asked him what his most popular ones were, and uh, he said Coulter's Run is obviously their most popular. They had other ones. They had even vodkas and some gins. Really nice people in there. I forget their name. I swore I was going to forget their name. I said it over and over and over for like five minutes. <laughs> so you wouldn't forget. Yeah. And uh, then I forgot. And you forget. And so I asked them for two things. Right now we're going to have the Coulter's Run bourbon whiskey, 44% alcohol, 21% rye in this one. So this isn't a, a barley one. This is a rye one. And then um, this one I've opened and because of... Uh, in another episode, we're going to do one that I got from Yellowstone. Woohoo. But that's in the little bottles that we'll do when you're home. Is it Yellowstone? When you're whiskey? back. Yeah, actually, it is. It's Yellowstone whiskey. Have you had it before? No, but I've seen it on the shelves in, in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> With the buffalo on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I asked him, because uh, he said this one was really good too. And I, when's the next time I'm going to be back to this place? So I got their private uh, stock. Ooh, fancy. I like their bottles. They're just classic. Yeah, they are classic. Uh, so when I did a taste test with my dad and Max uh, between the Yellowstone one and uh, this Coulter's run, they really, really liked this one, Ooh. the Coulter's run. And then um, I wanted to save one bottle for you and I to try for the first time. So, Do you know this is made in the U.S.? No way. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Like U.S. of A? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Did I hit record? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is funny, actually. The picture on here is like a naked man, but he's still got his coonskin cap on. Yeah, like, of course. That's how you know it's bullshit. The he, West. He just, he just had too much opium. He was on a vision quest, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hidden, hidden a beaver dam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Smells great. It's mm-hmm. uh, actually kind of fruity on the nose. Get the vanilla, but I like the fruit smell on it. Sweet, of course. I couldn't tell you what fruit. Some kind of stone fruit. Yeah. Maybe even apricot. Mm, it's subtle, though. Like, not overpoweringly sweet. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like the nose. Cheers. You did a good job. Like a tuning fork. <laughs> It's a nice, mild bourbon. Easy drinking. Yeah. It's got an odd bitterness. It's from the rye, like that bite. It's got oh, that sure. that right by. Yeah. But that rye bite. Rye bite. Right by. Right by. Right now uh, you have to drink all bite. this so we can do the private stock. Well, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you pregame before you came over? I did not. Oh. I did not. Was I supposed to? Did no. You? No. Because <laughs> that, that was our problem last when we first yeah, started. Yeah, I know. Like, well, well we would do? drink before we would come down here and do the yep. podcast. No, I was uh, meeting with our contractor, um, Clay. I don't know if you saw him out there in the little mm-hmm. green Ford. He's an awesome guy. He's actually um, a brother of a No Agenda listener <clears throat> that I went uh, that I met a couple times. Actually, it's um, 
Whitney's brother. Remember Whitney? Mm-hmm. She yeah. came over with her friend Jessica. Yeah. Uh, for dinner one time. And uh, so it's her brother. And uh, he's going out on his own, doing his own construction stuff. He's done it for, I think he said about 10 years. He's been doing construction for other companies. Going out on his own. And uh, so um, he gave us a, a really good bid. And I've seen his work. And uh, so I, and when I talked to him, he's like, yeah. And Dana talked to him. And that was the most important person to talk to. Because mm-hmm. like the bathroom that he's doing on the main floor is her vision. Mm-hmm. And he's been super nice with her and making all the dreams come true. And, you know, when we open up walls and things that she wanted and things that she changed and then realizing that we can't really do that because the space doesn't allow it or some wall doesn't allow it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's really good at figuring things out. Uh, if anyone in um, the Seattle area is looking for a construction guy, uh, to do projects on your house, like bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels, decks. He loves doing decks and fences and stuff like that. Um, it's Showpiece Construction, and it's Clay Showalter. So Showpiece Construction, shout out to Clay. He's also a musician. Um, he used to do DJing uh, back in his uh, back in his days. As a matter of fact, I bet you I could find it here on SoundCloud, and we could play it. Um, but he's actually got some pretty good stuff. I used to play it like uh, at the beginning of the stream. Mm-hmm. I would play it every now and then. Um, and his, um, his name on, oh, gray spot mm. is his, uh, his name. Let's see. What's one of these? Let's see what's going on. Oh, clay, uh, clay, gray spot from 2009 to 2015. He wants to get back into it too. So I hope he does. Uh, here's a little something from clay from 2015. Oh, no one can hear that. Uh, I think if I hit this button, <laughs> I think See, if I we, hit this we need button, a producer. This, this, this is why we need sponsors. Uh, it should be connected because nothing else is, uh, that's the one that's usually connected to you, sir. Oh, maybe it's, uh, this one. Oh, I don't want that. Great podcasting. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, when you get that sorted out, I did want to say that the flavor of this has changed a little bit as it's starting to open up and of the, the whiskey and um, like some of the ones we've had in the past that are really savory. Yeah. They almost have like a salty bit to them, it's like leather and salt, two of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. It's nice. So good job. Yeah, I try. Why is this being stupid? Okay, well, we're not going to listen to his music. Yeah, apparently. maybe we I don't should. Know how I, I don't know how to figure that out. What do I do? I don't know. We should just move on. Okay, we're going to move on. Because this is terrible. <laughs> no. Anyways, Clay, Clay, for all your DJing and construction needs, uh, showpiece, showpiece construction. Showpiece. He's also doing, uh, we're getting a whole new um, staircase in the front of the house. And uh, he's going to do corbels. So those, mm-hmm. um, all, everything's going, all the all the iron's going. And Could we be sponsored by stuff. Showpiece Construction? No, he doesn't. He's he's brand new, man. He's just starting out. We don't need any money. Yeah. It's just like a high five. I just gave him a shout out. Yeah, perfect. Sponsored yeah. by Showpiece Construction. <laughs> he didn't agree to this. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't think he would mind. What is he? He probably wouldn't. What is he, Mormon? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, clearly the Mormons don't care. So. <laughs> Anything for a buck. Probably. Yeah, much more milder as it sits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's an initial like uh I don't know which one is what the alcohol type that's on the 
on the nose first that evaporates off first, but there was like a kind of a poof of that. And now it's gone. I don't know if that poof, I don't know if that's a, that's a but it was like technical term. Like initially there was a little bit of a bite in the, in the nose. Yeah. And now that's dissipated. That's a technical term. (laughs) Dissipated. Poof. Dissipated. That's four syllables, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) I know all the best words. I have all the best words. I have all the best words. Poop. Poop is one. (laughs) Poop is one of those words. It's just, it's funny. It is. Poop. Poop. I like it when people say it as a swear word. Oh, poop. Oh, poop. So funny. When I worked at McDonald's, I had this Mormon guy that I worked with, and he used to say fetch all the time Mm -hmm. in the place of fuck. Mm -hmm. And I I would always tell him, like, this is just weird. Like, Just say the word. your, Your intent is the same. Yeah. It's not the word. It's the intent. But some people find the words harsh, so they it is harsh. They would rather not say the word. It's not about the intent; it's just about it's just a harsh word. Yeah. So I don't know. It seemed odd to me. I know people. He'd, like say, that. he'd say it a lot. I might have married a person that finds those words harsh. Harsh. Yeah. And so when they when they when when Dana says like a swear word, I'm always like, Oh my god, what happened? What's going on? She's like, I'm sorry. Is she okay? She's a longshoreman. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> Give me a little water for a rinsey poo. Okay, and then now we're going to do the private stock. Get some. Obviously, the color's different. This one was kind of more of a straw color, the yeah. Coulter's Run. So what's, there's a story on the back. What's the difference about the different? Oh, well, one? let me pour for you, and I'll read it for you, big boy. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we do take Balderdash mail. That is our voicemail. Um, and in just a moment, I'll tell you what that number is since you're in such suspense. So for our longtime listeners, I just, Trina, please just call in. <laughs> just, just yeah, Tim, call Tim, in, call in. Like, I mean, break the seal. JT. Yes. Yeah, call in. JT, dude. Just call in. JT. Scotty. What yeah, the hell? Scott doesn't listen. We're family. He doesn't listen. Why doesn't he listen? Huh? Scott, Scott, listen. Do you hear me, Scott? Scott just doesn't have the bandwidth, man. He's, uh, you know, he's got two little boys. That's so true. he's, he's busy as heck. Busy. Fine. We'll go back to JT. JT. Yeah, JT. Make it make it so. Let's go, man. Come on. Uh, the number for leaving us a Balderdash mail is 360-553-1058-360-553-1058. And we'll play it online. Yeah. We'll play it on the we'll play it on the stream. We'll play it on the next podcast. We'll comment to it. And if uh if you see that we're live on whatever day, it's usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 4 p.m., uh, <laughs> you know, you'll have to, you know, usually we'll send something out on Instagram. So you can follow us on Instagram, find out when we're we live. We probably be better about sending that out sooner. Yeah, I know, but we're not we're great at that. No, we're not. You know, but we're getting better. We're getting better. Okay, we're getting better. It's all about improving. Yeah, then you can call us while we're uh, live. Yeah. And then you just get to be live on the show. How cool is that? With yeah. your own voice and stuff. And, and it would be really great if... Some of those regular listeners that we don't know. Yeah. That just somehow, like, I'd like to know how you found this nonsense. And, yeah. And why you're still here. Yes. Especially why, why do we have so many listeners in Argentina? I've, it's wild, dude. We have expats. Like, I guess so. Probably. They're drinkers. Yeah. Uh, Grand Teton private stock whiskeys <laughs> are limited release barrels, individually selected, proofed, and bottled by hand. Every barrel showcases the craftsmanship <laughs> of head distiller John Boxar and Grand Teton Distillery. The majority of these rare spirits 
will never be re-released. In the Western spirit of innovation, we proudly present Grand Teton Private Stock Whiskey. Please, drink Drink responsibly. responsibly. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Cheers to craftsmanship, this says. So this is uh, barrel number five. This is bottle 105. Love it. And uh, this was released in 2022. Hand numbered. Yeah, it's hand numbered. Private stock, eight year Coulter's run. So this is the Coulter's run as an eight year, by the way. How long is the the Coulter's run? Doesn't say, which means it's over three years. Three, but it's blended, so it could be. Yeah, three to five. Mm -hmm. Uh, On their website, they say uh, aged for eight years in Idaho at above six thousand feet and at extreme temperatures. Uh, It's twenty one percent rye bourbon. That's the yeah the private stock. Private stock. Um, proofed with pure mountain water. Um, oldest whiskey from an Idaho distillery, by the way. Oh. Yep. Um, I won't tell you the aromas or the flavors that they say here, So, because we're going to do that ourselves. This is 100 proof. Yeah, 100 proof. Already smells great. Oh, yeah. Oh. And there's no um, big ethanol hit yeah. in the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's got that nice bourbon smell. It's dark enough to be a single malt, mm-hmm. which kind of throws me off. It's it's very kind of amber in color. It's that extra aging they, they left in the barrels a little longer. They might have even been charred a little longer. They don't usually tell you that stuff because most people don't really care about how long has it been charred. And they're just like, oh, an eight Or like what the level of char is in the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nerdy stuff that we always look for is for content. Oh, that was a good one. We're getting, we're getting better. Touching tips. Mm. Mm. Super smooth. Oh, interesting. I mean, it still has that like savory, almost salty taste. Yep. But it's like, it's verging on like an Irish whiskey. Yeah. It's, and nuttiness. There's a, yeah, nuttiness, there's a nuttiness to it too yeah. as well. That is good. And it's sweet. Like in the, on my lips, it feels sweet on mm-hmm. my lips. That's good. So what they say here, it's uh, aromas of rich, woody maple. The whiskey has a sweet vanilla campfire taste. I don't really get campfire. I definitely get vanilla. I can I get the campfire in the like. Depending on when you were tasting it, I think you would get a little bit of like that Scotch flavor, that peaty flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but probably because it's in a heavy charred barrel. It probably not, is not because is color, not because so. of peat or anything like that. Uh, full body finish has lots of spice, which it does. Nuts and mm-hmm. oak. Nuts. Nuts. Uh, caramel colored, rich and full whiskey. Grand Teton straight bourbon whiskey is best served neat. It's neato. Neat. And that's how we're drinking it. We're drinking mm-hmm. it neato style. Yeah. Nicely done, Grand Teton. Yeah. Actually, I'm really, really uh, happy with this purchase. This will be uh, sitting on the shelf for a while as it's something that I'll rarely pull out for special people. Yeah, just like your wiener. Mullet, just like my what? <laughs> I don't think this is in Washington yet at all. Uh, obviously, there's small batch, so it's not usually something that um, gets here. But no. And do you I, think? Do you think they sell it in the liquor stores around the area, or is it just only from the distillery? Uh, you can order it from the distillery, and they ship it. Mm. But you, it's not really in the stores. There's not much out there, man, in no, Idaho there's, Falls. There's not. And it's all Mormon, so how good is a liquor store going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they sell it down in um, Jackson Hole. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. 
across, across the border there. Yeah. I went to um, Roadhouse Brewing in Jackson Hole, and that was that was good. I really like that. Nathan had just <laughs> he just got done watching. He said, uh, oh, this reminds me. I just got done watching the um, episode on Family Guy uh, where they uh, do a whole Roadhouse thing because of the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> and I was like, have you ever seen the movie Roadhouse? He was like, yeah. I watched it right after that. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's like the worst <laughs> Patrick Swayze movie ever. And he's like, no, it was really cool. I was like, no. It was like, it was a boob so fest. Yeah, I know. That's the best It's Patrick Swayze running around kicking people in the face and then just tits. <clears throat> yeah, And then tits. And then tits. Oh, don't forget Sam Elliott. He was a oh, yeah, ass kicker right. in that that's one, right. too. That's right. The old guy ass kicker. Yeah. Sam Elliott's been old for like 45 years. I know. I he's, know. He's doing well. He's doing really well. I just talked to him the other day. He was doing great. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm pretty sure what you just said was not true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, Republican debate. What did you think about that? Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to watch it. It was on while I was on the airplane. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch because I totally forgot about it. Yeah. I uh, I forgot about it too because frankly, I just don't give a shit. I, I like the highlights of people saying stupid shit mm-hmm. and like, like it, the debates have devolved into just like, how do I get the most attention? There's like no policy. There's no substance. Uh, it just, I find them kind of annoying. Yeah. And then there's like some randos on there. This, this was eight people. And I don't understand, like, I know they have their guidelines for how we allowed certain people or the, the committees decide who gets to be up there. But there's like half of the people there though. I mean, like, I don't give a shit about you. You're never going to be president. Go away. Yeah. Like you're just going to say crazy shit or not say anything at sure. all. And I don't want to hear you. And they're really focused on five people. So they Let's see Haley. Yep. DeSantis. Yep. DeSanctimonious. Sanctimonious. God, uh-huh. I love Trump. I love Trump <laughs> just for his sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, he just says the craziest shit. It's so much fun. I don't want him running the country, but no, oh my God. Not one bit. Uh, Vivek. Yeah. Rama, I actually, I, I, don't, I don't mind Vivek. I really don't. I've listened to a, a three hour podcast with him in it and i agree with a lot there's things i disagree with with him but i agree with a lot yeah he he makes me nervous because i feel like he says a lot of things with the intent of getting the attention for saying those things and sure. not because he actually is well, trying to get anything he done. knows he's done and, ceo yeah. he's written books and a, a lot and, of the shit he says has like no actual like they're just like high level thoughts not actual policy well so so the, okay so we'll stop on him for a minute so on the Sean Ryan show, it's another podcast. It's an ex Navy SEAL guy, and uh, he had Vivek on for three hours. And so he had Vivek try to drive down, like, "What do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by?" And really, kind of like, "Okay, well, you say this. What does that look like? How are you going to do that?" You know. So he 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 was able to uh, hit him with all those questions so that he could drive down into. Not a 30 second soundbite, but yeah. tell me what this also, really is. I do hate the sound bites too, because he does say some like crazy shit, especially mm-hmm. when it's taken out of context. Yeah. Like, um, and I know you don't like TYT necessarily, but one of the things that they pointed out, right? I don't know. Like, what's her name has changed her tune. Which one? The blonde gal? Uh, Anna? Yes. Yeah. She, 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 I love her. She gets so fired up, but she, she did this like with like none of them like him, but they were like, the the like the story the headline was that he said we should be arming all Taiwanese people and that'll take care of China like a gun in every home that's what I wanted to uh, and this was on CNN they were referring to a CNN clip and she was like um, 
the person who was interviewing him said something to the effect of like, do you think that is enough to, to like, is putting a gun in every home enough to stop China? Something like that. That I don't remember the exact wording that she said. Um, but Anna rightly pointed out, like, that's not what he said. That's not actually what he said. And there was a lot more around it. Um, that was part of it. Yes, he does think that if they, if all of the citizens were armed, China would be less likely to invade. But it was like that wasn't his silver bullet solution. It was like sure. there was a lot more around it. Yeah. So it wasn't a fair question. And Anna brought, she was like, I don't agree with him on most things he says, but that just wasn't a fair question. Yeah. So I appreciate it when when pundits <clears throat> actually think critically about it. Like sure. whether it's not about whether or not you agree. It's like we can have a discussion, we can have a back and forth, but at least make the questions fair and honest. Like that's a misleading question. Yeah. Those are the ones I hate. The misleading questions. You're like, you're asking me a question about something that is not actually what I said. Right. But it makes people believe that's what I said. Sure. Oh, yeah. It. It's shitty. I don't think Ron has a chance. <clears throat> He's a uh, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's just so unlikable. He is unlikable. And then Chris Christie, I don't like him. Not a fan of Chris Christie. No, Nikki I Haley's do, never going to do it. No I one's do appreciate to that Christie is like sort of fighting back or pushing back on some of the nonsense. Um, the the whole like Trump is I'm I'm I am no fan of Donald Trump. The thing that drives me nuts, though, is when people are like, law and order, law and order, justice system. Okay, well, if he's innocent, let the justice system play out. Just, I mean, that's, that's, there's evidence that says he's guilty. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's not completely clear. But so what are they charging him on? There's, he's, he's been, because he's been saying that, that, this, that the election counts. was stolen. It's, no, that's not it, actually. In, in the indictment, they said, you have a right to say that it was stolen. You have a right to, sure. that's free speech. You yeah. have a right to ask for recounts. You have a right to a lot of these things. The things that they're pushing back on and claiming that it's like a First Amendment case is not the case. The case is they actively tried to overturn the results of the election. They were trying to subvert the election. And I think one of the counts is like, can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically like denying somebody the right to vote. And he's, they're being charged because it's like, we're trying to make your votes not count. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to happen to him. <clears throat> I don't think so either. I, I think basically they're trying to get him out of the race. Yeah. I don't know if that's his base is so fanatical. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I think this is a bad move on the democratic party. It's not the democratic party. <clears throat> though. <clears throat> no, I think I'm so. Okay. This is my take. So this is a take. This is not, there's no basis for this other than somewhere in Wes's brain that says, this makes sense. So I just want to put that out there right away. This is Hillary's revenge for embarrassing her on the debate stage. How? And doing the locker up she thing. She has nothing to do with it. No, I, I think she's behind it. No, there's no way. No, I think she's behind so Repu- it. I think she's powerful enough that she can put these things into action and punish him for embarrassing her. So, I think she doesn't so, like being embarrassed. So Kemp, a Republican in Georgia... <clears throat> is supporting Hillary Clinton in this whole process. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, sure it does. Like, well, cause just because they call themselves Republican doesn't mean that they're going like, to go that way. This is, this is why I think it's all one coin. Like Bill Barr yeah. is out there like actively saying Trump. Yeah. Well, they want to distance criminal. themselves from it cause they know how powerful Hillary is. But then everyone on this, on that stage last night, when they were asked if 
Trump was convicted of a felony, would they still vote for him yeah. if he was the Republican nominee? They all raised their hand. Except for Ron, who looked around first to yeah, see all the, then he Chris, raised his hand. Even Chris Christie was like, Mah. the one person, he was the one person I thought would be like, no, I'm not voting for that I guy. I know. Like, at the very least, be like, I'll just abstain. Yeah. I don't need to vote between two shit sandwiches. Yeah. Which is generally what we get to do. I think Vivek's going to be the going to be the one that's going to be the Republican nominee. Mm. I think he is. I think I th- Nikki I think he's probably the the more likely. I mean, if anything, maybe she'll be his VP, yeah. his his running mate. Most people don't think that Vivek actually wants to be president. They think no, he wants, wants to be VP. I think he either Donald wants to Trump. be VP or some cabinet sure. member, or he wants a show on Fox News. Sure, sure. So he's like doing all these things to like get a high paying yeah. job. Because yeah. I mean, think about it. Where isn't that what all money? politicians do? They just they're vying for if they can't get the big they want job. The job after. Yeah. And then they want to look good. Unless you're Jim Jordan and he's a moron, so no one will hire him. So he just continues to be a politician. And honestly, anyone can do a better job than Kamala Harris. Who <laughs> just, I don't know what she's done. She's high Kamala. all the time. She laughs. I don't know. I just, I don't. I, <laughs> she drives me crazy, man. I find her a, a little unlikable. A little? Yeah, I don't know. There's something about her that just seems smug and annoying. Yeah, because she... <laughs> A lawyer, yeah. Like I don't know. It's just, it's just. <laughs> she's an L.A. lawyer. Yeah. It's like she's not a politician. No. Which I mean, maybe I should like that, but mm-hmm. she's just. I don't. How is I'm not a fan of Grandpa talking to me, but I'm also not a fan of my aunt talking down to me. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Yep. It's like I'm better than you, and I know things. Well, so he, that's what I don't like. I'm not a fan of Kamala Harris. I think, and this isn't my own theory. This is, I think, a theory that came up on No Agenda, which was they're trying to get Trump to not run so Biden doesn't have to run because they feel like possibly the DNC feels like the only way they could beat Trump is if they throw old man Biden back in there again. Because if you look at the, other than Robert Kennedy, who I'm very suspicious of too, in the same way I'm suspicious of Vivek, Mm -hmm. is that they're saying all the right things, but they might just turn on the whole thing and be something completely yeah. different. I don't, they haven't talked a lot about like, it's, they haven't even talked about Democrat nominees or like, cause they, they don't, they won't, do, they won't do anything until Biden says I'm not running. If Biden, they won't do run. a debate. Biden won't debate. Yeah. Just ridiculous. It's I, super ridiculous. Yeah. That should be the alarm bell that goes off in mm-hmm. everyone's head. Like, uh, I like Gavin Newsom. I think he would make an okay. President. Oh, we just lost I know, all of our no, listeners. I know you don't. I know you don't oh. like what's going on in California, but he's, he's smart. No, he's slimy as fuck. They're all slimy as. I fuck. know he's. Oh, I wish he would run, and then I wish he'd be the Democrat because he would lose. I don't think so. I think he would. I think enough. Lose like, to who? My my family members, uh, Dana's family members, Claudia and Eric, who are my family members. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. They hate that man's guts so much, and they live in L.A. Hmm. And they, but why? Hate why, do, him why do they hate him? With because they they live in his shithole. And it's it, not his shithole. And, and he it didn't all runs California. No, but he runs California, and they yeah, see just not, like Jay Inslee. He's not responsible I, for all of the like. I hate going on Jay Inslee because of all the things he's done in Washington State and the people that support him. And what are the things that he's done that has made Washington State bad? Uh, taxes. It's just taxes. He taxes everything. That is my biggest complaint but about Jay Inslee. He doesn't tax everything. We vote to tax everything. I know. And we're convinced so that's not of tax. Him. But it's him proposing the taxes. It's not just him. 
No, I know it's not just him. It's him and everyone else that also is behind him. Yeah, but but like you can't blame. Like we had ten percent tax rate in Seattle before he was governor. No, I understand that. I do. So like you can't put. But that like on the him. gas tax and new carbon tax and all that stuff that he's put on there. I mean, have, have you gas filled tax up? Has always been high. Yeah, but not five dollars and sixty cents. That's not the gas. That's the. That's corporate profits, profiteering. It's like no, it's even also places, is carbon tax. E- even places without the the high gas tax have gas between four and five dollars. Yeah, no, his carbon tax does this. His carbon tax absolutely certain, does this. It certainly is part of it. Yes, yeah. I do. I I do agree with yeah. that. He's he's tax hungry. The um the long term care act that he enacted here in Washington State, terrible. I don't pay on that. Are you a resident of Washington State? I am. Comes out of your paycheck. Nope. Oh, because your your paycheck comes from Rhode Island or nope, Boston. Because I opted out because I thought Do you pay for it yourself? I pay for it myself. Yeah. So so do we. And it was something that I wanted. No, anyway. I didn't want it. We didn't want it. And so and so we had to pay for it. Otherwise, we would pay uh more mm-hmm. than what would come out of our paycheck. And it would only give us a small amount if yeah. we ever needed were, to use it. In, in solidarity with you, I will agree there are some problems with that law that I don't like. As in, like, if I leave the state, sorry. So what is it about Gavin Newsom that you like? I just, I, it's not even that I like everything that he does. I think he could win. I think he is polished enough that people in the middle would vote for him. But does that make him a good president? No. Okay. But Donald Trump wasn't a good president. I understand He's that. not polished at all. He's not even a polished Okay, turd. but you just said you liked Gavin Newsom. I like him because I think he could beat Trump. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> that's it. That's it. My you, bar is so low right now. <laughs> I just want not an old person. I okay. like him because he's under 90. Okay. And I know that, I know that he gets a lot of shit for the way California is, but he doesn't run all of those municipalities. Yeah. He doesn't run Los Angeles. He runs California. I know, but it's still like Satan's butthole or Satan's butthole. I mean, you could say the same for Ron Sanctimonious. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's not though. Like, it Los Angeles has been a shithole for a very long time. That's not Gavin Newsom's fault. Yeah, but he's been in there for a very long time. He has, but that's still not his fault. He even had a recall vote San against Fra- them. San Francisco. It's not his fault. The yeah. things that are going on with San Francisco are San Francisco's oh, fault. Dude. They're making decisions, not him. I know, but he does have a lot of say in that too. He has some say in it. Yeah. So, and he's Nancy Pelosi's but he's also nephew. Like, he's also like the closest. Which makes me very suspicious. He's the closest to somebody who has experience running a place like the United States that we could get. Because California is the fifth largest economy on the planet. I would hate, I would hate Gavin Newsom to be in there. I'm, we're so screwed. Well, so here's the, I need more here's, here's the flip side. Which one do you want? Here's the, here's the flip side of this conversation. Stock. The president is not responsible for everything. No, he's not. Like, there's a lot of other mechanisms and, and yeah, make them even. Fuck, Jesus Christ. Um, there's like, we, I think we put too much stock in who president is and how much it impacts our lives. Like it's, it's on the TV all the time. I know, but he's influential. He is influential to those people that will vote Democrat or Republican. So is there somebody on the Democrat side that you would? Robert Kennedy is the only guy that I think would do a decent job. As a Democrat. But you're suspicious about. I'm suspicious. Well, I'm suspicious about all of them, dude. They're all fucking crooked. I mean, give me a break here. So how do we get out of it? Um, Some dark horse. I don't know. We, we have to, we have to. So one of the reasons why I like Vivek is one of his plans was dismantling lots of federal agencies 
that are unnecessary, full of bloat. Term limits. He wants term limits. Um, so he's going to go in there with term limits. Yep. So he wants these old fogies. He's like, why do we, why is the youngest person in, you know, uh, was it in the house of representatives or whatever? It's like the youngest is like 78 or something like that. <laughs> That's not true. I know, but it's like some old, like there's not a, a young age and not in the well, house, but in Congress, it must be Congress. Cause yeah, like Bo- Congress Bobart's like, I don't know how old she is. She's dumb 30 or something. Youngest person in Congress. Yeah. And so he's like, we got to get these old people. It's got to be in the Senate. The Senate is, is full of fogies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Senate. You're well, right. and then like, like when you have to have conversations, like is Feinstein okay? Yeah. Or what, uh, the turtle guy, <laughs> I uh, his name. uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, when he had that, like, yeah, like, uh, like 18 second pause and like you had an aneurysm on camera. Yeah. And Nancy Pelosi, when she's yeah. done weird things on camera too. Yeah. Like, like gotta get the olds out, man. I don't, I don't understand. Like, why do we. So and I, president I, too. Would you like a president that is at least maybe in his sixties? Yeah. Well, like I, I mean, <laughs> not seventy. Like the most refreshing thing about Bush and Obama was that they could like actually go do stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like whether you like them or not, they were they were at least were like active adults. They possibly didn't have to be methed up in order yeah, to do the job. Right. It's so ridiculous. Like, I mean, uh, my have, favorite conspiracy is that- limit. Why don't we have an upper limit? Is that it's not even Joe Biden that he's, it's just some guy wearing a mask pretending to be <laughs> Joe Biden, Biden is my mask. favorite. <laughs> like the CIA. It's so funny. Oh, Unamas. Unamas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is good. Yeah. So again, uh, we have a necessary evil on our hands. Yeah, we do. In which we have to pick someone we don't like and someone we don't like. Yeah. And we're left with a decision of who don't we like more. That's politics, man. And that sucks. Yeah, it does. It suck. shouldn't be that way. Um, so, and that really shows a corrupt system mm-hmm. that doesn't care about the American people, but it well, cares about that- lobbyists yeah. and corporate interests mm-hmm. and and not you and me on the ground level. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I do um, I mean we you and I always start <clears throat> from that point. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I'm I might have more conservative views, you might more have progressive views. Fine. But we both know at the end of the day, a progressive win or a conservative win is still a shitty win right yeah. now with these candidates. Mm-hmm. And and really, the right candidate would be one that we both do, perhaps both do not like, mm-hmm. but like enough where we're like, well, he's not everything on here or she's not everything on here, but she's also or he's not everything on here. The compromise means no one wins at the end of the day, <laughs> right? Not everything's zero sum. Yeah, but I mean, usually be, a good compromise is that we both lost something, but we also gained something. Yeah, Does that make sh- sense? It shouldn't be like, like we, we've we been pushed into this idea that it's win or lose. Like me or you, <laughs> yeah. I'm right, you're wrong. Well, yes. And and that's not the case. No. And, and like one of, the, one of the phrases that politicians use all the time that I hate is when they're like, well, the American people, uh-huh. like that's a very broad stroke <laughs> of like a lot of human beings that you're saying yeah. believes what you're what you're spending. We pulled the 200 craziest people and yeah. this is what they think. Yeah. All people in Missouri believe. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a hundred percent, nothing. There is not a single thing that we all agree on, Yeah, but there are certain things that we mostly agree on or the majority. Like if we're really a majority rule, if we're really a democracy, there is a lot of things that the majority agrees on. Yeah. And that, and it shouldn't be, 
it shouldn't be politicized. Well, and there's very few people that uh, I have met that if I sat down with them, uh, knowing that they might not share the same view, will be angry with me or yeah, want right? to hate me or because I, I have a different point of view. Have you seen? I the, know they exist, but typically most people aren't that way. Have you seen the the video of the MMA fighter who I can't remember who it was? He some talking head was trolling him and one of this guy's like racist white supremacist trolls challenged him to a, a fight. And this guy's like a, a professional MMA fighter. And this other guy's like, I've been doing jujitsu for three years. And I mean, it, it turned out exactly how you would expect. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like when this, when this guy showed up, that was like um, an avowed racist was like, hi, how you doing? Shook hands was very cordial conversation. And like, it's like this is how people actually are face to face. This is yeah. this is what the internet has done to our societies. It's, it's yes. degraded our ability to connect with people. I don't think the internet be, has been a good thing for human beings. No, I think there's a lot of good that comes from it because it has given us knowledge and access. But like yeah. the social media side of it is like just a detriment. Yeah, because we're not having these honest conversations face to face. We're just calling each other fags and yeah, and exactly on, like we're doing idiocracy. That John guy right? at hotmail.com. <laughs> I mean, I'm, <laughs> I say that because that's like in idiocracy. That's, I understand that's what they. That's exactly what I they understand. did, and that's where they like devolved. That was yeah. their like judgment yeah. call. Like they go there, the lawyers would be like, "Well, that's what they called you, so you must be it." It's like yeah. this is so stupid. Yep. You're not having a discussion. You're just you. You might not even believe what you want. You're just a troll. You're just trying to make people mad. You're you're well, and social media does that to you. It gets you angry. Mm-hmm. It it works you up. You read it and you're like, oh, oh yeah, and you get all frothy and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this must be true. It's, you know, say some things and you know, and I think we, yeah. we just get that way. And you're right. And you would never say that to somebody's face. Like if we were sitting across from the table at a bar, no, like the shitty things you say, you'd never say. But you specifically about people. I mean, I might, if you, Jay you Inslee might. was sitting in front of me, I mean, I might ask him lots of questions first. Yes. And then how, when he gets, and when, and when he gives me, you know, answers that really kind of piss me off, well, if like, he does. Well, you like, you get the political answers. I did that with the gal that was, uh, the West Seattle. Lisa Herbold. Yeah. Lisa Herbold. When she was giving me this like super shitty, stupid answers. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You're claiming credit for something you didn't do anything on. Yeah. And at the same time, you're like saying, well, that's not my problem. I can't Did you do say that to her face? It. Yes. Good for you. High five for you. Yeah. It was so annoyed. Like yeah. it got heated. And then I went to like Tavel is, I'm no fan of Tavel either, but like, I would much rather have a guy like that in there. Who's like honest and willing to have a discussion than this like hippie politician that can do no wrong according to her. Yeah. And is like two faced. She was the one that when an RV was parked out near her house she had it towed, but at the same time said, well, you can't tow RVs. It's inhumane. Yep. Like, who, who do you think you, oh, you're the worst. <laughs> yes. And yes, I did say that to our face. Like, you're claiming credit for this thing. Good you for did, you, man. You did nothing on. Good for you. That's why I love you. I might have had a cocktail before. That's that. good. You should have. Got a little wound up. That's good. You should have. Was so annoyed. And she didn't even have the respect for the people that were coming to this event. This was when I was at Amazon. They did it like a town hall where it's like meet your representatives. Or your, <laughs> and she didn't even have the respect for the people there that were coming to meet with her to show up on time. And she spun some line about, oh, I was busy with city business, except everybody else that worked for the city, all the other council members that were up for a reelection were there. 
Yeah. She was just like, not a big deal. She well, there's, like a, there's another one coming, and I think we're going to clean house on the city council, hopefully. Hopefully people have had enough. I hope so, too. And they want some common sense. Yeah. I don't care what side of the no, aisle that you're on. Sides. It should be good ideas. What's a good idea? Good, ideas. good ideas. And I think this this is a problem right here, is that it's sides. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to vote Republican no matter what. Well, I'm going to vote Democrat no matter what. Stop. Yeah. But why? To what end? Even to what if end? It's like to your detriment, yes. you're going to do that? They yes. will. They will. People it's say that. so stupid. Yes. And because they can't swallow that. Maybe I like this person that represents this other party just a little more. They can't swallow it. Nope. They can't swallow it. It might be better for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Try it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to destroy the country, especially depending on where the House and the Senate is. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, or Congress is. Well, and we end up with these representatives. I think part of the problem is like centrist representatives never like the way we are now. Like Trump is this way. He's not centrist. He's far right. And he Which wins. is funny because he was a Democrat for so long. If I was if I was running which against him, which you means know what I'd run? Playing. He's playing side. If I was running against him, you know what I'd do? Huh. I'd just run the clip of him saying, if I ever ran for president, I'd run as a Republican because Republicans are stupid. Yeah. Like just over and over and yes. over again. This guy. I don't know why they didn't replay that. I know. Over and over again. Constantly. Like that would be like, uh, my name is Jay Inslee and I approve this message. Just playing that clip over and over again or whoever it is. Like the, just. That was AI. I never said that. That was AI. Yeah, and people will believe. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about another heavy, heavy topic here because we like heavy topics. Uh, it's Korean- actually been a while since we've gone down one of these like ranty roads. But you know what's happened? You and I have come to more agreement than we have disagreement. It's true. So you and I have actually gone more centrist as whatever party we used to maybe vote down has mm-hmm. gone more extreme. Mm-hmm. You and I are more like, let's just we're common given, senses. This is, this is why we end up voting yeah. by party is yeah. because what we're given is the far direction of each one. Yes. I'm like, well, I certainly don't want far right sure i certainly don't want far left so i'm gonna vote the opposite of that it's not like we don't get candidates that are closer to the middle anymore that can bridge that gap yep it's like i don't want that kind of crazy so i'm gonna vote for this so it's a libertarian they're far center far center yeah (laughs) (laughs) so here's a heavy topic uh korean air will now soon weigh their passengers yeah i think that's great heavy topic (laughs) i see what you did there a little on the nose Korea's largest airline will soon be asking passengers how much they weigh, but the overweight passengers don't need to worry. They can still fly. They're going to measure the average weight of passengers along with their carry-on items for flight safety. That's a good way to get around it. Well, actually, they have to. Um, I don't know if you saw with United Airlines. um, I love that you have more information for me. I know. (laughs) It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. United Airlines had to start um, reducing the number of seats they would sell on a plane because the average weight of an American citizen has gone up. Yes. It's like over 190 pounds. And the plane like originally was designed like a per seat weight of like 160. Sure. And because the weight has gone up now, they're like, well, we can't sell more seats because we have to go by this average. Yeah. Human. Because Americans are getting fat. Yeah. We're just getting bigger and bigger. Yes, we are. And not so. muscular. No. I think COVID also did a big number on us. Do you think that if I cannot fit in a single seat, I should pay for the next seat over? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Do you do you think I should have any consideration whatsoever by letting myself go so big that my ass has to take two seats? Like I don't understand why 
if I'm the person sitting next to that big ass, yeah. I should suffer it's like stuck up against your sweaty ass. Like yeah. that. I didn't, that's not, like we shouldn't pay the same price. Yeah. Like we should, no, we shouldn't pay the same I paid price. for this real estate and you're sitting in it. Yeah. Like you should pay me for that real estate. Yeah. Name another it. place where that happens. Nowhere. I mean, maybe a no. restaurant, yeah, a restaurant, <laughs> but you're not paying for the seat. Golden Corral. You're paying for- <laughs> <laughs> Cracker barrel. <laughs> But yeah, I like, I know it's a touchy <laughs> subject with people and fat they're like, people. you know, you're fat shaming. I'm like, no, I'm not fat shaming. Like, I'm not telling you to lose weight, to lose weight. I'm just saying like, you are huge. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> I'm how, just saying. How is it? You're huge. And some people are just like actually big. Like, no, they're, just, they're not that big. I mean, unless they're Andre the I fucking mean, giant. There are I some, mean, not, not big sideways, like big tall. Like, and there is a, like a ratio, like a minimum ratio. Sure. Like, not a lot of Could you imagine being seven tall. feet tall and having to sit in one of those seats? would <sighs> be the worst. In economy? Yeah, that'd be the worst. And I, actually, you bring up a good point. Like, if I'm super tall, I'm not going to sit in economy. I'm going to pay extra to sit yep. in a preferred seat so I have more leg sure. room. So we already do that. Yep. But why is height different? That, because we're not allowed to say that people are overweight. Yes. Because it's not PC. Because it's not beautiful. Yeah. And bold. And like and courageous. I don't, I don't, I don't it, it drives me nuts. Yeah. This is like one thing I think we agree on. Like, I'm not, I don't like the glorifying or even the like, like if you're not healthy, you're not healthy. That should be okay to say that you're not healthy. Yeah. And that's not to say you, you and I be, do it all the time. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> and that's not to say we that, choose to drink poison. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to say that you have to be skinny to be healthy, mm-hmm. but there is, uh, no, there that's is, true too. There is a point at which it is unhealthy. Extra weight around your midsection has been correlated with higher rates of heart disease and sure. lots of other cancer. Yeah. Like it just, it's, it's not a secret yeah. that carrying extra weight is bad for you. And it has nothing to do with who you are as a person. No. Uh, Cause you could be awesome mm-hmm. and, and that's not a judgment on you. I'm just saying, cause there's been lots of controversy in America with airlines with, should they pay twice? I, I think there's some plus size model who's been fighting this, you know, because she gets charged two seats mm-hmm. because that's kind of what she covers. Yeah. And she's very mad about that. I mean, from a capitalist point of view, <laughs> if that person's second ass cheek is taking up a second seat, they I mean, should yeah. pay for that. I don't want to sit on her so ass cheek. Essentially, what you're asking for is the airline to give you a second seat, but not charge you for it. Yeah. Because, because you have a you're big. Yep. Like that's not the airline's problem. No. And it shouldn't be their problem. No. A seat's no. a seat. They built a seat for we the average We have this much real seat, real estate for a seat. Yeah. And if you take more than that, then we have to charge you for more and than I, that. And, and I, we're not going to charge you a quarter of a seat. No. And I get, I get it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Sure. I, like I remember reading this article too about Wang and they're like, we're not like the person that's checking you in isn't like seeing your weight. They're not broadcasting it. It's not in your ticket, but the reality is they need to know how much you weigh for balance on the plane. Yep. And if you're twice the weight in a single seat as an average human being, that's, that's a big deal. That can make a big difference, especially in smaller planes. Have you ever seen people complaining when they make you get up and shift positions on a smaller plane? I've never flown on a smaller plane, so I have no Like idea. a little turboprop? Nope. Oh, I've, I've flown in quite a few little puddle jumper. And yeah. And they will, they will, they will adjust <clears> seats <throat> based on how big you are. <clears throat> like they'll make estimates or they're like, not how really? big, not how big you are, but they will, they will say the plane is out of balance 
we need to move people around. Oh, that's happened. A have couple you had of that times. before? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, was it a really big person that had to move? Uh, actually Gosh. it was a lot of, pe- it was a lot of people that had to move. I don't know how they do it. I don't, I don't actually understand the, the mechanisms that they, how they figure this out, but they did have to move us around a little bit because the smaller planes are really susceptible to weight imbalance oh. and it makes it really hard to fly the plane. Interesting. It's a safety thing. Yeah. So on the bigger planes, I think it's less than an issue. If you can fly a plane with a Hummer in it and be fine, then maybe a big person's going to be all right. I like flying while someone's giving me a Hummer. Hmm. Uh, like, why not? Hey, here's a, here's an idea. Why not? Like, okay, so so you're real big. Yeah. Let's have a set of seats in the back designated for big people that are bigger. Yeah. You're going to pay a little extra for it because you're taking up. So there's a double seat. So yeah. a love seat. There's basically a yeah. love seat in you're, the airplane. Yeah, pretty much. Like in the back. Yeah. Like Call it a love seat. That's a nice of, That's a nice name. Yeah. Love it's, seat. Instead of three seats. Oh, actually, uh, Southwest could do that. because More of me that. to love. <laughs> but like instead of three seats, have two seats. Sure. They're a little bit wider. Yeah. The the seatbelts are already like yeah. you don't have to ask for an extension. Sure. They're a little like but like But hey. you know all those little skinny people are gonna want to get that seat. So you'd have to prove how much you weigh or how wide you are in order to take those seats. Cause you know a skinny person's gonna want to take that seat because it's extra room. All that space. Yeah. So yeah, that's, but you get that's probably from, why they haven't but done you it. charge a little bit more for it and yeah, but people will pay that and shit in order to have yeah, more room. <laughs> but, but those people could pay that shit to have more room up front. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know we're actually past an hour now for, I mean, we, maybe we are, we did start we a little, a little bit 10. Late. Okay. So we got a couple more minutes. So this is going to be the last topic you and I are going to talk about. This has been great. Mm-hmm. I just actually, I love seeing your face. God, I miss you so much. It's a real nice face. It is a nice face. If folks, if you could see this face in, in person, you would pinch his cheeks and, uh, you know, and also his face. Yeah, um, please don't. Biden's alcohol czar. <laughs> See what <you> did. <laughs> Biden's alcohol czar um, is now. Um, geez, why do they do this? Why do they do this with ads? And Coco's now going to because the phone is ringing. She always howls when the phone is ringing. Uh, Biden's alcohol czar warns Americans could soon be told to limit themselves to just two beers per week. No, thanks. Under strict new booze guidelines. Yeah, I saw that. No, did you? This is, this is the, you know, something that you and I have some interest. So this is the last episode of Beer, Bourbon, Balderdash. Biden's new czar, Dr. George anymore. tells us we can't do this anymore. Uh, he admits enjoying a couple glasses of Chardonnay a week. Uh, and he said he was watching Canada's big experiment with interest. What's their big experiment? Uh, this has to do with um, oh, Canada's yeah. revi- revision on alcohol consumption. Yeah, so it's not a requirement. It's a recommendation where it's like reducing your intake. Yeah. And by the way, this is a very old man with white hair and just a mustache. Chardonnay. Yeah, Chardonnay. He likes a Chardonnay, which means he's not heart healthy, folks. Um, per the U.S. guidelines, a drink is defined as containing half half a fluid ounce of alcohol. A shot is one and a half fluid ounces of alcohol. So you would have to take a third of a shot of whiskey, and that's it? No. Nope. Uh, equivalent to one beer and one glass of wine at 12% alcohol or one shot. One shot is not 0.6 fluid ounces. No. Uh, asked in what direction the guidelines could change, Dr. George Koob, the director for the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, 
said, I mean, they're not going to go up. I'm pretty sure. Mm. This seems like an old person that's like telling you, you should probably, you're probably drinking. No, this little. goes back to when you and I were talking in January about teetotalers mm-hmm. and how there's a huge revival right now of teetotaling of no alcohol, no one to consume these, um, you know, because it's, it's really bad for you. And it, you and I just got done with the whole segment on mm-hmm. fat people and healthiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and full disclosure, if you know us, we're two chubby white guys that drink alcohol. But I mean, to, to the point. We still sit and fit in one seat. Yes, we do. I get my own seat and I have plenty of room. I'm not squished up against the sides. But I will say, um, like, over the last, since May, I've lost 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And... I think in the last episode we talked about this, but like told my, my friend Debbie the same thing. Like what, what have I changed? And I just drink alone less. Yeah. Like I'm basically not doing that. Sure. And that's made the difference. Yeah. And walking so, more. Aren't yeah. You walking, walking more. more. Yeah. But I, I get like, I feel like this is a, we're going to set the bar real low knowing that people are going to at least double it, maybe triple it. So like, let's just make it really low so that we're shaming them into not doing the thing that we don't want them to do. Thanks I, grandpa. Actually, this goes full circus and this uh, circus. <laughs> Actually, even though that was a slip of the tongue, this works out very, very well. Uh, even though we went full circle on this circus, that's what I meant to say. Uh, this goes back to the whole Mormon Christian thing where abstain from it all because mm-hmm. you never know. And we can't give you an inch. Otherwise, you'll take the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, uh, a major study from this June warned that drinking any amount you're pouring more of alcohol raised the risk of someone suffering 60 diseases, including 33 magic number that had never been linked to booze before liver cirrhosis, scarring of the tissue from continuous uh, drinking strokes and cancer are already well-established risk of excess boozing. Excess boozing is yeah. not what we're talking about. No. No, they're talking about somebody who drinks a bottle of yep. vodka every day. Yep. Or a case of beer every day. So he said, most of the benefits people attribute to alcohol, we feel they really have more to do with what someone's eating rather than what they're drinking. I don't know where this fuck this guy's coming from. Mm. So it really has to do with a Mediterranean diet, socioeconomic status that makes you able to afford that kind of diet and make your own fresh food and so forth. With this in mind, most of the benefits kind of disappear on the health side. But he did give ground to social benefits, describing alcohol as a social lubricant. Dr. Koob said he consumes around two glasses of Chardonnay, usually a buttery California Chardonnay. Oh, my God. They could not have made this more douchey. I know. (laughs) Stop. So, uh, anyways, uh, I don't know how they're going. I don't know if the police are going to knock on our door if we drink more than two beers or have more than point six alcohol. I just, but you saw you you did see like the food recommendation, the new food pyramid where mm-hmm. like Fruit Loops is more healthy than a steak. Did you see that from yeah. earlier this year? Yeah, it that's a that's a weird one. Like I I get where they're coming from because of the saturated fats in steak and. But part of that is the agenda that's they're not talking about where um, cattle production is really bad for the land and bad for the environment because mass-produced beef is not great. I agree with that. So, but I think by as, local folks, yeah, we could do better. Yeah, but we don't need to ban it all together. This idea yes. that like, yeah, we shouldn't be that's eating why I love animals. You. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's bullshit. Like we we evolved like 
They actually say that the biggest reason that we were able to evolve larger brains is with the invention of cooking animal proteins, being able to cook it to a point where it's easily digestible so that we could grow. Well, Dana actually sent me a link uh, the other day saying a new study just came out saying, showing that uh, the uh, animal protein is way healthier for you and more bioavailable protein than plant protein. Mm. The, um, the impossible burgers are so bad for you. I know. They're like so fatty. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, I mean, there's lots of chemicals that mm-hmm. in order to bind all of the. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it's like get, beef. I get the idea. It's like lesbians using dildos. <laughs> it's still a dick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the emotions, really. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. I mean, it's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Cause it's like, you're saying one thing's unhealthy. It's not, you shouldn't make the decision not to eat beef and eat an impossible burger yeah. for the health reasons, because they're not that good for you. No. But if, it, if your argument is like, it's better for the environment if I don't eat beef. Okay. I, I can stand behind that. Sure. But at the same time, like if you're a vegan and you're like, I want something that tastes like meat, but I don't want to eat meat. Well, you're not really a vegan. You're just like. <laughs> falling into some sort of trap that's like convinced you that you shouldn't be eating meat because you want meat. You're craving meat. It's a trap. <laughs> anyway, solve the world's problems. Yay! Today. That was great. Uh, and for we the did. record, I just poured a little bit more so we could cheers. Good night. Yeah. That was a great episode. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just, no, I just enjoy seeing your face. God, I miss you so much. Yeah, it's so nice to see you. Uh, folks, we are a value for value podcast, which means that uh, we want your money. We really need your money. We are. I want money. Yeah, lots and lots of money. I have to. I might have to sell my house and live in my truck that my company pays for. <laughs> the poor Wes. Uh, it, it's just a bad situation. So if you don't send me money, this podcast might end. Uh, so you really have to send us money. Um, but more than money, we want your love. And phone calls. And phone calls. Oh, what's that number again? 360. Yeah. There's some... You heard it earlier. <laughs> Just remind. <laughs> 360. That's it. If you dial 360-911, an operator will connect you to us. <laughs> 360-553-1058 is how you leave a Balderdash mail. Uh, tell us about your favorite road trip, uh, your favorite beer, your favorite bourbon. Uh, give us a really good anecdotal story that we could use. Who are you voting for in 2024? And why are you stupid? Um, and, and all kinds of other questions that maybe we can come up with safe place safe place this is a safe place yeah we'll ridicule you because we're just as dumb yeah if we don't ridicule you that means we don't like you so you should just go <laughs> away but if we're giving you lots of shit over your choices you, you know That's that right. you're in the inner circle yeah uh so those that listen constantly constantly uh trina thanks trina adam tim tim jt helen helen sort of uh leave us a voicemail and uh, a Balderdash mail, uh, 360-553-1058. Leave us a comment. You can email us at balderdashboys at protownmail.com. Uh, B-A-L-D-E-R-D-A-S-H boys, B-O-Y-S. We're not cool enough to have a Z at the end of boys, so it's yeah, an S. Boy. 
at protonmail.com. And uh, we'll read it online. We'll play it online on the show. It'll be great fun. And uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, this is episode 71. 71. I'm Wes Olson. I'm Johnny Harrison. And we drink Koto Brewing Swollen Eagle Blonde. And Big Tits Bourbon. <laughs> Grand Tetons. Coulter's Run Whiskey. And their private stock. Man, I would totally name my private stock Big Tits Bourbon. <laughs> Big Tits Bourbon? Limited release. Limited <laughs> <It> release. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Two cases. Oh, fuck. <laughs>